Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. morning show today is friday april 22nd and we are going to have a high of 10 degrees here in the edmonton region good morning everybody don't be like wayne don't spill your coffee all over everything at 5 59 a.m that was so freaking dumb (laughs) i was like oh yeah i was gonna do some quick math here i was gonna i got two minutes to do math before the show and uh, so I, I go to reach for my phone to grab my calculator, and it's like, oh, 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 oh no! It spilled my coffee. Son Everywhere. Of, son of a bitch. <laughs> How's everyone doing this morning? So not very good. Happy Friday. And my coffee's cold. For all you living for the weekend, you got one day to go. Oh yeah. <laughs> I literally just said that this morning, though. Did you? Yeah, when we woke up. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Wayne said, well, the good news, because we were both like totally out of it this morning. He's like, well, the good news is, is that tomorrow's Saturday. Get to sleep in. <laughs> yeah. I um, It's not normally a thing for me or us, but this week has been rough. We were talking to, uh, who was I talking to? Someone, oh, God, I can't remember who it was, but they were, they were saying yeah, it must have been something to do with the moon because everybody's like, um, she meant it, and I, and I believe her. Um, I think it was Christine. I think Christine was saying, I think it's the moon because no one's really sleeping all that well right now this week. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, Francis, thank you for the yeah. coffee replacement. <laughs> that's, that's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so join us live every morning. Uh, we broadcast live on the Podbean app, uh, every morning at 6am Monday through Friday, mountain time. Uh, you can join in the conversation. Uh, we got everybody here. They're you know, chatting the, uh, the the chat box there. You can call in. You can click the call in button, just like your normal radio drive time, you know, morning show. Uh, uh, Gabby and and Wayno in the morning, um, and uh, ask your questions about real estate investing. It is the real estate investing morning show. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about other stuff? That's cool too. But, um, you know, it's this is this is probably the most valuable real estate investing platform in Canada. I'm going to say it. I'm putting it out there. I'm confident. Does anyone else offer free coaching every morning for an hour? Mm-hmm. Every morning. Every morning. No. 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 <laughs> it's it's actually this this whole this whole uh podcast is actually like it's like a is like a internal like study for me because I wanted to see if I can answer everyone's questions every morning, then what fucking bullshit excuse do you still have for not taking action? It's one of it's spitting it's, truths. It's 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 a study. You guys are little <laughs> guinea pigs, monsters. <laughs> Just <laughs> you fools! <laughs> They're like <laughs> we've been coming here every morning. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Wilson um, says right here, you are your own worst enemy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, 
I am as well. We all are. Yeah. The human mind's really weird. Especially when the moon is in retrospect, as Jared as Jared says. I was just about to say your buddy Jared's out of bed. Yes. <laughs> well, it's because I told Jared that I was going to be talking about one of his topics that he brought up in the uh, Real Estate so Investing Masters So you need to entice him to get up in the morning. I got to dangle that carrot. Jared, come on, buddy. You're better than that. Jared's going. Jared's a pretty busy guy. I know he is. Jared's a very busy guy. But I'm a busy guy, too, and I'm up every morning. So... <laughs> okay so upcoming events uh today is friday and guess what's on friday's friday live training 7 p.m i'm so sorry um uh Chris says, good morning, Mr. Reed and Gabby. Who's Mr. Reed? And I was hoping you got the reference. Ari, oh, oh. REI dad. Oh, <laughs> I get it. It took a long time for me to figure that out. <laughs> Mr. Reed, no one's ever called me Reed. <laughs> that That's a pretty good inside joke. I can't believe i never put that together read anyways uh it? yeah Do you get it yeah friday night fr friday friday she live training tonight 7 p.m on the real estate investing masters facebook group yeah that's where it is a bit of a mouthful um you can call the rei masters rei masters facebook group uh, we'll be going live at 7 p.m. Mountain Time talking about screening your tenants or yeah. your potential tenants, I guess. I um, I did my own little post in the, the REI Masters Facebook group yesterday um, asking, you know, when, sorry, I mentioned that we're going to be doing the screening tenants uh, topic on Friday Live Training. And I asked the group, you know, let's hear your stories about you know, your, your, your terrible horror tenants. Um, there were a, f a few, a couple of good examples here. I'm going to read them actually. Um, if you can wait. Sure. What were they? We had, um, okay, here it comes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. You're oh. waiting very patiently. <clears throat> uh, Carlos. Gian Lunas. Mm-hmm. Um, I can pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hoarder. What are you talking about? You haven't told us what you posted. What's your worst, the, oh, your did you worst say that? tenant horror stories? What's your worst tenant experiences? Okay. Um, and actually I'm curious if you guys in the, in the, the live show here, you know, what's your worst tenant experiences? We can share some of ours. Uh, Carlos had the hoarder. Yeah, that would suck. Um, but apparently they're just like really super long-term tenants that'll pay off your mortgage if you just leave leave them be true <laughs> yeah no one wants to move when they're well hungry. and nobody wants anybody coming through the house nobody like yeah they're just settle in and yeah <laughs> mm. uh aj says hookers drug dealer all in the same units nice aj also says also family members I'm assuming those are two separate. Yeah. 
Not entertaining, that's hopefully. But God, family members. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, tough to navigate. Um, AJ says, I learned the hard way in the beginning on how important it is to screen your tenants, and that's why we're doing this session yeah. tonight. Um, Jeremy says, now, see, my the picture added was it was a house, and it says bad tenants to avoid. And in one room, there was the non-payer. Um, the other room was the tardy pair. The other room was the rule breaker. Ronnie rule breaker. And then the last one is Donnie the Destroyer. Mm. We've um, had all of those. Yeah. Jeremy says all four in one. Yeah. He had all of them. Um, Lindsay made a pretty good joke. She said Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh. Made me oh, laugh yesterday. Oh, man. We need to get Yahtzee. I used to play that so much as a kid. <clears throat> I haven't played it in decades. Mm-hmm. Um... Now, Chris says here that we had an RTO tenant buyer being a landlord himself renting out all the other rooms. Oof. Well, I'm sure there's nothing wrong with that unless something went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly, we're like, oh, but then again, you know, what, what actually happened? Was it? Yeah. Did shit go down or was it just fine? It, it could have. It could have been OK. Yeah. As long as everything went OK. Yeah. We had an RTO tenant buyer um, ask if she could do that. She could rent it out. And I said, fat chance. Sucker. <laughs> um, let's let's rephrase. She wanted to leave the country yeah. to go get a job in Missouri <laughs> as a uh, helicopter ambulance yeah. medic. And she wanted to rent out the room. So she wanted to rent out the rooms. From afar. Now, this tenant was... Already. A nut job. Yeah. Tenant buyer. Um, see, that's one of those ones that, that Gabby... Um, see, that was one of those tenants that I chose. Tenant buyers. Yeah. And uh, Gabby From loves the to remind me of all the tenants that I choose. And tenant buyers <laughs> that I choose. And how they're always the worst. Because I... There was red flags from the start. She was a firecracker from the start. And you ignored it. Um, <laughs> she hadn't done anything wrong. No, she didn't. She hadn't done anything wrong. You can't say no to someone based on their personality. Hmm? But you, yeah, can you can certainly <laughs> consider it. <laughs> and I was solving a problem. And I saw an opportunity. And I rolled the dice. Oh, and it was a it was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one, yeah, she was she was a firecracker. So we'll add firecracker to the list. Uh, yeah. Amanda says, says yeah. <laughs> Amanda says add the high maintenance tenant to the list as well. Yeah. Yeah, we got one of those right now too. Um you you, you don't know. You really don't know um mm. until they get in. And that's, you know, what we're going to be talking about a lot tonight, um, about how to look for those little indicators, <laughs> um, those red flags, you know, and, and which ones to ignore, which ones to, you know, um, to consider. 
Uh, Wilson says worst tenant experience was three units not paying rent at the same time. Ended up evicting all three. Um, Cody has a question. I'm going to save it till later because I, I, um, it's about RSPs to invest in a, in a down payment, which is a very good question in a JV down payment. Mm. Okay. Okay. We will definitely answer that one. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Jeremy says tenant who didn't like to pay on time and was always looking for a discount. <laughs> he scratched and wrote all over the walls and left the windows open for a week to get the smoke smell out. The windows being open during the rain caused lots of water damage and I had to rebuild the entire building envelope and half the exterior walls. Great. Here it is. Great second tenant. <laughs> the first and second tenants yeah. are always the Those best. Those are our two horror stories for sure. They're the best. They're the best stories. See, now, Jeremy um, said something on the fa- on his Facebook, um, in regards to his Facebook message uh, yesterday. And it was that we, I think he said something along the lines, we live and learn. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the key thing yeah. is that, you know, do you continue to keep getting these bad tenants or do you learn from your mistakes? Do you yeah. go and get education? Jeremy's the type of person that's is going to go and educate himself. Yeah. And he's not going to make that mistake twice. Yeah. I'm going to scroll down and see if he made that mistake twice though. Um, <laughs> to prove me wrong. But you know what? Like you, you start to develop new systems and um, new screening tactics and you know what to look for. And you know what? More so... You, you know how to better prepare. And if you know how to handle situations like this, it actually makes it a lot easier because we still get these random, not that bad, but like we still get tenants that kind of slip through. And rather than like overreacting and letting it eat up a huge amount of our energy, we just know what to how to handle them now. Mm-hmm. We know how to, you know, to file. We know how to evict. We know how to, um, we know how to get them to do what we want. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, if we need them out, we can get them out and we can do it legally. Um, so as you, as you kind of go through the process a few times, you, you get more experienced and, and you know how to handle these things and it doesn't bother you nearly as much. Yeah. But we always still laugh at the first and second ones because those were the ones that stressed us out the most because at that time we didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. Uh, back to Chris. Chris says, uh, back to that tenant buyer who was renting out the rooms. He's no longer a tenant buyer. He was evicted. We didn't choose him. He was a replacement from another tenant buyer. But we are not shutting the door on RTO. Looking forward to rapid cash. It's awesome. Nice. That's yeah. good. Yes. Um you know, I mentioned a tenant buyer that didn't work out as well, and you continue on. It's um, tenant buyers are um, diamonds in the rough. You got to find that diamond in the rough. Yeah, there's a lot of applications that come in, and a tenant sorry, rent to own is not for everyone. It's definitely not. not. <laughs> it's definitely not for everyone. Uh, a lot of people don't understand what it is. How uh, they don't understand what the benefits are for them as a tenant buyer, <sighs> and. There's like a very few amount of like scenarios or circumstances where it would make sense for someone. Yeah. Um, but it's your job to to market to those select few 
to make sure that you're able to reach them, you know, advertise it to them and, and offer that solution for them. But if you think that you can just throw out a rent to own thing, you're like, why be a tenant when you can be an owner or, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, you're going to get a lot of people just from that catchy tagline, but you know, you sign them up They're most don't understand the mechanics of a rent to own. So I know even if you explain it. Yeah. And I know that before I was educated in it, I thought that they pay rent and eventually it pays off the house or something like that, that like they were paying down the price of whatever the house would be every time they paid rent. Yeah. Um, that's what it sounds like you're mm -hmm. renting to own it and that's how it should work. Right. So people see it and without the education or understanding of how it works, they just think that hell yeah. Yeah. Why would I rent when I can own? <laughs> but yeah. Um, do you mind uh, reading the next couple ones? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know where you ended off. Um, uh, Wilson. Cole, Wilson says, when the seller offers to tenant one vacant unit before closing, big no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's a funny thing when selling a rental property is um, the question of like, do, would this buyer want it tenanted or like would they prefer it vacant? And your realtor will always say, it, always tenant it. Then they don't need to look for tenants. But as sophisticated real estate investors, we're like, oh, God, no, let us tenant it. Like, yeah. let us pick who's going to be renting there. You don't want to trust somebody else with that decision because who knows what their experience is, what their knowledge is, how long they've been doing this. Um, it could be an absolute nightmare. Yes. And you could be stuck with them unless, you know, they give you reason to evict them. But yeah, definite big no-no. <laughs> um, and then Corey here says that he inherited a hoarder in Ontario, had to do cash for keys and give him $5,000 to leave, and also had to hire people in to take out the dozens and dozens of bags of stuff and trash. <laughs> yeah. Wah -wah. I'm sure you knew that you were inheriting a hoarder though, right? Like you purchased the property and inherited them. You knew what you were getting into. <laughs> Gabby, you're so hard on everyone this morning. Am I? <laughs> that, that was a joke. I literally started the episode by telling them their, their, guinea their pigs. fucking <laughs> bullshit excuses and your guinea pigs. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I try and, I try and um, reframe the way I say it every day because I know that some days it hits people some ways yeah. when it's said a certain way. So um, everyone's kind of going through a thing, you know, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, you had five joint venture prospects and, you know, like, this is amazing. Wayne told me to do a social media post and I got five people that want to join venture with me. And then tomorrow morning or last night, sorry, uh, last night, they all said no. And then you're kind of like in this rut, you're at this bottom where you had all this hope. Right. And then, you know, you didn't get any sleep last night because you had all this hope. You thought it was all going to go easy. You thought you're going to get five, you know, rental properties here with joint venture partners in the next six months. You had it all planned out. You had offers on properties and then just pulled the rug. And then you show up this morning and then you hear something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm always kind of hoping is that someone's going to hear it at the right time in the right way. So I'm going to keep rephrasing it every morning until it clicks for one of you. That's my goal. That's my mission. That is how I contribute and give back is I'm trying to reach one of you at that right moment. And I do get messages like that. Mm -hmm. I do. 
Um, I got one last night. I don't know if he's on today, and I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to, like, because I'm not going to call him out. But I got one last night, and I, and I passed the phone to Gabby, and I'm just like, that That makes me extremely happy. Um, and he is here, so that's good. I'm really happy about that. And you know who else is here who hasn't been here in a while, and I'm going to call him out as well? Who? Pete Repeat. I saw Pete Repeat come in. Pete's Pete's been having some trouble because uh, he, he got sick there, and uh, mm. just he's been he's been lacking the energy to get up. And I'm glad I as I was scrolling through there, I saw Pete's name, so that's fantastic. He's extremely quiet. Um, he might have just logged in just to <laughs> just so that I would see it, and he's not really listening. So here's me talking about Pete, and let's does see Pete, if Pete does, says anything. Does Pete work out in the morning though when he listens? I don't remember. I don't that was remember. part of his morning routine. Was it? It's funny how we know people's morning routines. <laughs> well, of course, there's. I have. The guy's at the gym, right? I have files on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> My guinea pigs. <laughs> oh my god! Um, did you get through the rest of the questions there? Yeah. Or I did. The, the comments? Okay. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that we brought up, um, or Jared brought up on the real estate investing masters Facebook group. There. Oh boy. What? Gab's just gonna go back to sleep. Yeah. Peace out, you guys. Um, don't worry, day. I did the I did the math while you were talking. I handed you the microphone for a minute and I did the math very quick, very easy. But I'm curious what everybody else thinks. Um because <clears throat> Jared asked a very good question. And I'm trying to find it now. God dang it, where is it? Okay, so he did a poll. Would you rather have five hundred thousand dollars today? Or one million dollars in two years. This is a question for real estate investors. And from what I saw in the comments, there were a few people that answered the questions as if they were not real estate investors. But real estate investors think a little bit differently because they've they've taken a few courses, they've done some math in the past, you know. And they've figured out, well, if I had this much money, this is what I would buy. Or they say, if I do this many wholesale deals, I'll get this much money. And then once I have that money, I'm going to go and buy this many properties. These types of properties going to give me this much cash flow. My ROI is going to be this. So investors have done these numbers before. Wayne, can I cut you off? You're talking like investors all want the same thing and are after the same thing and are well, on the same mission. As I was about to say, there was very conflicting responses here which is very interesting because if there's an answer for somebody who's trying to like build a real estate investing empire and there's also um people who want to own a few properties sit on them and have them paid off in 30 years Mm -hmm. there's also everybody in between that as well so there's not a right or wrong answer it's a what's right for what they want yes Yes. Yeah, so you said people are, are answering like they're not real estate investors. Well, there were a few. I don't, by the way, I don't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's that, Goofy? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to, well, I'm not going to point people out. I have to say it generally because I can't point people out. But. Okay, fine. You want you want it, Gab? Some people think that paying off their mortgage is a better investment than a piece of real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do some math, Gab. 
what's your rate of return on paying off your $500,000 mortgage? If you have a 3% interest rate, it's 3%. Okay. Right? Pretty simple, right? Yeah. You're paying 3% on that debt. Mm -hmm. If you pay off the $500,000, you are no longer paying. Mm -hmm. So your rate of return is 3%. Mm -hmm. How many people here on the live show can get a better return than 3%? So I can feel all the, I can, all the hands popping up. Yeah. So is that the best place to be putting your money? This is a very, this, this is a 45 minute discussion mm-hmm. and we have 36 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious and I'm, and I hope everyone's okay with this. If you comment in the comment section, is it okay if I say your name? I don't want anyone to feel offended. I just want to open up this discussion because I think everyone is no one's wrong here. As Gabby said, no one is wrong, but I want to go through the numbers so that people can, maybe you have that aha moment, right? I don't think one is right or wrong, but there were a significant amount more votes for one than the other up until recently, actually. It's about. I think Sakaya is singing destiny's child in the gym. Is he? Yeah. All the single ladies? Say my name, say my name. Oh, single ladies no is, is just Beyonce, you. isn't it? Say, baby, I love you. Why is he saying that? Oh, because he wants me to say his name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, okay, so the first one I saw... Okay. Oh, Jeremy asked, what are the rules for this? Are we ignoring taxes? How do we concern <laughs> liquidity? Are we assuming a perfect market? What is our end game? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <clears throat> okay. Kathleen. I can invest it and make it more than 2 million in less time. That's a very bold statement. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know anyone that can quadruple money in less than two years. And if you can quadruple money, I give me Take a call right money. now. Take my <laughs> money right now. <laughs> but it, it may, it may be possible. There are, there are strategies. And you know, what's funny. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I've said this before too, that once you get money, you can start doing big deals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more opportunity to make money when you have money. It is a lot harder when you don't have money or you have a little bit of money. Um, so I'm curious, I'm curious. If you have an answer, if you have a vote, what would you do with it? And why one more than the other? What would you do with that money that would make it better than the other? That's what I'm curious about. But the question is, would you rather have $500,000 today or $1 million in two years? And see, that's not which one is better. 
or which one is going to get you more money. It's what would you rather? And I want you guys to say why you would rather one over the other. Sakaya wants to call in. If he's going to sing. I'll do it with you, Sakaya. Hey, guys. Sorry, no singing today. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah can you, can you hear mind. us? Yeah, I can, I can. So, okay, so here's my question. This is where my mindset is going based off this question. I'm actually like, I've been thinking about this for a long time. So my brain goes to this. If somebody were to give me 500K today and you were to go and you were to find some really good quality for projects, would you not be able to recycle your money at a faster rate and gain like real hard assets that would actually equivalent to a higher number in a shorter amount of time? Like, wouldn't that be something that you'd be able to do? That That's where my brain's going. Now, obviously, I feel like Wayne, you have a different answer, but that's that's kind of where my head's going, right? Is like, take that money and recycle it over and over again and turn that 500k into you know five burr properties um or or more right and then you can how many can you do at a time i mean i think you you can do two you have two years well with the money with if you have the capital if you have the capital you can do as many as you want at a time Mm, you only have 500 two at a time two at a time yeah and it takes if a per project takes six months. So it was twenty percent down. No way, no, it takes four months. Okay, so you can do three. You can do that three times a year. Best case scenario. We'll use best case scenario. I think a burr takes a little longer than four months. No, it depends with, on what with type permits of permits and. All if that you're well, well, you're referring to secondary suites, but yeah. let's say four months. So you can do two projects every four months. So that means that you would be able to do two projects three times a year for two years. So that would be uh, two times uh, three is six. It would be 12 projects. 12 projects. And that's assuming that you get a perfect burr, which is, I think, I think, I well, think I just like unicorn fly by my window. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there's at least some equity left in the deal, but regardless, it's, isn't the name of the game turning that, liquid cash into something of, of more value a real asset that actually is like you know using that money to throw it into a real investment you know that's that's kind of where my mind is going so let's say yeah you do 12 projects 12 projects times four hundred thousand. well that's that's the value right that's not how much money you've made how much equity did you make in each of these per projects yeah you gotta give real life examples right you gotta you gotta have you got to have actual figures, and that's why the that's the why math. you got to yeah, do the math. Run the math on it. So if you're yeah, that is- <clears throat> the example, the most examples that people want to use are the the Alberta secondary suite example because that's probably the best burr um, possibility. You're going to buy a yeah. house for two hundred eighty thousand dollars. You're going to put one hundred and forty thousand dollars into renovations. You're into it for four twenty, and it's worth four seventy afterwards. Right? You've accumulated fifty thousand dollars worth of equity. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and However, and your mortgage is going to be about, what is it? 80% of 470. Where's Jeremy? <laughs> 80% of 470. It's uh, 376,000. 
Um, you should have. Uh, you're gonna have forty four thousand dollars left in that deal. So you're gonna forty four thousand dollars is gonna be locked in that deal. Mm-hmm. But you've, uh, but you've also made uh, fifty thousand dollars in equity. So um, you're gonna get that forty four thousand dollars back, and you're also gonna get fifty thousand dollars in profit. If at that particular point, once you're done the renovation, so forty four thousand dollars gets locked in, right? So after one deal. You know, you can't use that $44,000 anymore. So are you going to be able to do 12? No, eventually yeah. after, after your sixth one at the end of the first year, you're going to have, uh, you're going to be, you're going to have $250,000 less, right? 44,000. But your time six is $264,000 is going to be locked up in these deals. So now in the second year, you're only going to be able to do one project at a time every four months. And after that first project, you're going to have $220,000. After the second project in year two, you're going to have about $180,000 left. So now you can just barely do one renovation. So you're actually, yeah, at the end of mm-hmm. this, let's, let's say, you know, towards the last project on the second year, now you've done eight, nine projects. Nine Congratulations, births. you have 18 doors. Okay, okay so yeah, nine projects. You'll have about $150,000, $120,000 left. So if you were to do your nine projects and they were to, you know, all of them were to refinance at that 400K mark, okay? So you'd have 470, yeah. Yeah, so you'd have about 306, 3.6 to $4 million in um, actual, like, true net worth, like, just for, no. like, hard asset net worth. Now, not, like, that's not... That's not like, net worth, though. That's not net worth. That's, that's properties that you... The value of the properties that you own, but your equity is only $50,000 in each property. Okay, fair. That, that that is that is fair. But you've acquired four million dollars in real assets that you only control with five hundred thousand. And then, if you're doing it properly and you're building your brand, you'll be able to make more partnerships, and you'll attract yeah. more people, and you'll be able to get off the ground a whole lot faster than waiting around for two years just for a million dollars. That's that's where I'm thinking. But I'm curious. That's- what your head's going that's a side advantage right so that that would be an additional incentive an additional value but how much value how much net worth do you actually have at that point nine properties times fifty thousand dollars in equity how much did you actually make you wouldn't make you yeah you you, you're not not out here making a ton you're not out here making a ton no 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 you have nine properties now right you have nine properties. Okay, let's just let's just write this out. Um, so you have nine properties. They're all worth four hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Okay, and you have fifty thousand dollars in equity in all of them. So nine times fifty thousand means that you have made over two years four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you own nine properties. Now, if we're gonna if we're gonna compare the two, the the actual. So that is basically a mill. That's ex- just about a million dollars. Right. But you own nine properties. Okay, cool. But what if instead you just waited for two years, took the million dollars, took $90,000 on each of them or $84,000 on each of them, 
let's just say we're going to buy 10 suited houses for $100,000, 10 $500,000 houses for $100,000 each. You can do the exact same thing and you'd be in the exact same spot. You'd, but you'd, also, be two year, you'd also be two years behind, two years like, so you'd you be two years behind in experience, two years behind in actual act, action taking, two years behind in um, uh, a pre, like a equity pay down. And wow, I mean, like, how much are you paying down on uh, those properties? About $5,000 a year? Yeah, yeah you, probably you probably wouldn't even be hitting the 20% um, in equity. 5000 times, let's like just say window. nine properties, let's just be nice. That's about... Um, times nine properties is about 45,000. And to be honest, you were at, you were at 450,000. So that just brings you back up to a million dollars, which means it's exactly the same as getting a 50% return on your 1 million or sorry, your 500,000 turning, they're waiting for the million and you'd have exactly the same amount of properties and exactly the same amount of equity in net worth. Now for you, that makes sense because if you're just getting started out, yeah, like you, you gain the experience of how to do burrs. You got to show on social media to everybody that, you know, you're doing burrs. You're going to attract joint venture partners. For me, I don't want to do nine fucking projects over the next two years. That's yeah. a huge headache for me. So it's going to depend on everyone. But I just wanted to show you that these are literally exactly the same math. And that's for burrs. I'd love to hear other people's examples about showing the math on what you would do with $500,000. And by the way, Zakaya, I didn't do this math before the show. This is literally just happening. <laughs> yeah, no, It literally I, worked out to be exactly the same. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, see, those are, those are side incentives of value. And obviously, whenever I'm looking at doing something, whenever I'm looking at making a decision, there is what's in front of me, the value that's right in front of me, the math. And then there's also what else am I getting the benefit from, right? What other benefits am I getting from, you know, making this decision and going down this path? So that's great that you, you can see the value in everything else. For sure. But. No, that that's fair. That's just fair. I mean, I guess it depends as, as to where you are in your, like your investment career as well. Like if you have the experience and you can afford to wait the two years because you already got stuff going on. then I yep. think that's like, that's a whole different ball game entirely. But from someone like in my perspective where I am, just starting compared to most other people it's like yep. well give me the 500k now and then you know i'll i'll make it work i'll make it happen yeah yeah for me i would much rather have the exact same rate of return for doing nothing <laughs> oh, that, that's fair yeah. and, uh, that's a great perspective as well like that's a very yeah. bad perspective as well and that's well i mean i mean i would i would be looking back to say who wants to give me this same deal again Right. I'd love yeah. to take that deal. I mean, yeah. give me that deal every two years. It's amazing. It's funny when I was looking at the comments, I was looking at the people who were new to investing and the ones who had been in investing for a while. And the answers were completely different. Rob yeah. uh, Lamontagne, uh, you know, did a message late last night and uh, he said, normally I would say the cash today, but you just gave me a double in two years. He's been investing for a while. Very smart guy. Same thing. He's like, just give me the <laughs> I'd like the same rate of return just for doing nothing that's actually yeah, that, that's valid actually you could go work at mcdonald's for two years and then start your investing career. <laughs> exactly. I mean, years and then get some good yeah that's fair that, the, that's fair 
Yeah, it's it, well, it's interesting. It's very interesting. And I like to see your perspective because, you know, you have your own view and you have your own goals. And and I mean, that's that's a very valid perspective and everyone's going to have their own. Um, I guess I'm curious about everyone else and what you would do. You chose to do Burr. And I'm curious what everybody else chooses to do and what they would do with it. And I'm curious how their answers changed after that example. Um, but thanks so much for calling, Zakai. Of course. Of course. Thank you guys for uh, breaking that down. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. But uh, Johnny Five wants to call in. I know he just wants to thank me. For... I, got, I I shared the sweet deal on the fridge, and he picked up a couple for his project. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe he's been waiting so long that uh, he changed his mind. Okay, we'll just continue on. <clears throat> Robin says, "Depends on the opportunities." <sighs> Excuse me. Sorry, that was a, a very loud way to drink water. <laughs> <clears throat> okay we're rewinding to earlier yeah i don't know uh robbie a very very earlier robbie says why does my girlfriend make the same voice when imitating me yeah <laughs> suddenly we we turn into goofy <laughs> <laughs> how you guys sound sometimes just saying um <laughs> all right so um i'm just at the point where um Zakaya was singing uh, destiny's child yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay. Chris says $500,000 is five homes, 20% down. That's great. Let's run through the math. How much money would you make? Pull out your mortgage calculators, your amortization schedules, and figure out how, where you would be in net worth in two years. What could you do differently? Uh, Francis. Imagine the value of properties now if we bought them two years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> Terrific point. Francis is in Ontario? Mm, Ottawa? No. Yes. Yes? Nah. E, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling correct today. Uh, it doesn't say on Facebook. I'm fairly certain she's in Ontario. Calgary. That's what I thought. Dang it. I was going to say Calgary, I'm sorry. but then you were like, I was like, am I so far wrong that I think she's in like our province and you think she's across Canada? So I didn't say it. Okay. So, I mean, in hindsight, it's easy to say that, but. But you know, right now today that we are in a rising market. Mm -hmm. So would you forego that and see where we are in two years? That's a bit of a roll in the dice game. Yeah. Um, Jared says I'm taking $1 million in two years. I like it. Why? You make a decision. There better be a reason. Yeah. Right? So to Francis's, um, comment, Corey says, um, imagine the value of people. Imagine the value of people that did that in Florida in 2007 as well. Real estate can definitely uh, bite you. Sorry, you disabled the call in and I thought you disconnected. Uh, real estate definitely can bite you both ways, but everyone here is setting themselves up to be in a much better place than those in 2007. 
Corey says 500K, yeah, but also the ability to get financing. That's the tough part these days. Banks are getting tougher by the day. Absolutely. And this all depends on you getting really good deals as well for next two years. That's something to consider as well. Depending on the market that you're in, I think it's fair to say across Canada now, um, finding deals is, is, a, is a grind. It's a grind. I know a lot of people that are like eager to take action right now. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm so hungry for a deal. And they go out and they can't find it, which is, which is, which is terrible. But yeah, it's just the way that it is. Yeah. Um, this is just funny. Uh, Jared says, okay, so this is a great discussion. I'm taking 1 mil in two years to be able to make that 500,000 up to 1 million in two years. You need to get hundred percent ROI over two years. If you can get me 50% ROI year over year, F and call me. And Jeremy says, Jared, what's your phone number? <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> getting, um, getting saucy in here. I like Amanda's comment. Amanda that? says, numbers aside, for someone who's wanting to get started and has no cash, getting started right away with 500000 gives them the opportunity to start learning today. Otherwise, you're waiting two years to take action. True. Yeah. That's, and that's why I say it's so different for everybody's um, where they're at, what they want, um, you know, like all those things. It's like mm -hmm. if, yeah, you could definitely put that 500000 to work. Just like Zakaya said, like in two years, you can own 19 doors, like. That's amazing yeah. to take that right now. And then to in two years to own 19 doors, like for a lot of people, that's more than what they ever dreamed they would own in real estate yeah. and then sit on it and, and you're a happy camper, right? Yes. So it depends what you want and where you're at. <clears throat> well, me. that's, that's why I, I loved Amanda's comment and, and Zakaya's comment as well, because um, even though in Zakaya's example, with the burr, and the net worth and return would be equal to what it would be if you waited and just got a quote unquote 50% return every year. The value that you would get from that is free training, free experience. And in a lot of cases, you have to pay for that. But if you're able to, you know, get your hands dirty and get in on a renovation and learn everything by the end of those nine burrs, you'll be an expert on burrs. In your market, you will probably be a top player. Because let's be honest, look at any particular market, whether that be the Niagara region, whether that be um, Calgary, Edmonton, whether that be New Brunswick, whether that be um, wherever, Toronto, Vancouver, Saskatoon. There's only less than a handful of experts in each of these markets. And I'm talking, when I say experts, I mean people who have done at least nine, right? There's lots of people that have reached great levels of success by their definition. However, you look at any particular market, there's only a handful of experts. So if you can just imagine that you would be the expert of Calgary on burrs, because I don't know many people who have done nine burrs in Calgary. I don't. Mm -hmm. And maybe that might inspire you. Maybe that might inspire you to, to become that person. But there's a lot of opportunities with becoming an expert in your market. A lot of opportunities to speak on stage, to be invited on podcasts, to share that. And then your Aunt Ruth 
sees, holy shit, she's been doing renovations. And she's like, she's done nine renovations here in in the last two years. And now she's on a podcast. And and I, I see, like saw her up on, there's some pictures of her up on stage at some event. Some She's guest speaking. Now suddenly Aunt Ruth wants to invest all of her equity or all of her savings into you. Mm-hmm. A lot of value in becoming an expert. And by you being that burr expert in 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 Calgary or whichever your your you know your market is, it only grows from there. Because now that you've been on that podcast, all the other podcasts want to have you want to hear your story about from from cleaning toilets to 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 how about recycling? Um, here's one uh, from recycling uh, bottles at the depot to recycling your money in burrs. Lame. <laughs> the best I got. And everybody wants to hear your story and they're all inspired because everybody else used to work at the bottle depot too. And I want to be just like you. And I want to, you know, go from, you know, nothing to 18 doors in two years. And, you know, then you, you write a book and then you start your own podcast. And then suddenly everybody wants to invest with you. Everybody wants to hear how you did it. And you can just, uh, just, just look at the opportunities. Do you see it? Do you see who you could become in a matter of two years? It's crazy. It's crazy with just taking a little bit of action and put yourself out there. The opportunities that can just show up on your, like just right in front of you. It's amazing. If you're willing to take action and put yourself out there. Cody says flips would be better, but you wouldn't have cash flow. That's true. How much money would you need to tie up in a flip? And how much money would you get back? What's your rate of return on that? Same kind of example as the, as the burr, you're going to be locked up in that flip for probably four months. So if you're tying up $150,000 per flip, every four months, you're going to make $50,000. What is your, what's your rate of return going to be? How many can you do at the same time? Mm-hmm. So in this example, I'd say about three flips at the same time, three times a year. So nine flips a year at $50,000 per flip. Well, it is, it's never guaranteed though. You might make 20,000. You might break even on one. You know, nine times, nine times 50 would be $450,000. That mean you could make just about a million dollars in your first year. And a million in the second year. Mind you, if you made four fifty four fifty in the first year, now you have a million dollars at the start of the second year. So now you can do six flips at the same time, three times a year. So the second year you're gonna get eighteen flips times fifty thousand dollars is nine hundred thousand dollars. So now you're at two mil in two years instead of one mil in two years. If you can manage to do six flips at the same time mm-hmm. you're in a, a tight little window though there's a those are best case scenario numbers mm-hmm. and with no with no hiccups with no foundation issues where you only made 10k on that one or you broke even on one so it's not always guaranteed but something to consider as well uh, Corey says devil's advocate in two years 
could take that to 1 million in private lending it out at 10 to 12% and ride off into the sunset making 100 to 120k a year. Corey gets it. Did you see my comment? I didn't. 100 to 120,000 a year is a pretty dull sunset. Oh my god. Gab, yeah, everybody's got their own thing. And, and for Jer- the record, Jer- for the record, Corey would never be able to to, to survive his lifestyle in Vancouver on $100,000 a year right? just for the Okay, just and he, Jeremy said, "Gabby, that's three retirement salaries per year." And I said, "That's a pretty dull retirement." Oh, Gab. <laughs> what? Don't you want more? If you're investing in real estate, I'm pretty sure you want more than that. Depends. Do people want to be rich and have the Lambo? Or do they just want to have the freedom from doing the things that they don't like doing every day? Okay, he's talking about a sunset, riding off into a sunset at 100 to 120. What does 100 to 120 a year get a family right now? Hmm. They have to rent. They probably are having a hard time even buying. They can barely afford rent because rent is so high. Like that doesn't get you shit I think, in 2022. I think that Corey's planning on moving into like a retirement condo in Florida. Yeah. A little old lady's grabbing your ass. <laughs> Some people just want to be wanted. Jesus, Wayne. Or he's going to open up a practice. <laughs> For little old, little old lady's hips need to be adjusted, okay? <laughs> okay, wait a second. So, so uh, for the record, he's a he's a he's a chiropractor. Um, <laughs> I thought he was a physio. Is he a chiropractor? It, I'm pretty sure it's chiropractor. Oh God, no! What I'm are you, Corey? Like <laughs> chiropractor. Physio. Shit. Okay. Well. Um, all right. Well, you can help them stretch out that groin. My apologies. Um, <laughs> in two years, could take that one million and private lend it out at ten to twelve percent and right off into the sunset. So, yeah, for the first two years um, of that five hundred thousand. What? Am I, did I miss a... Corey says, I'm face palming so hard in the car on my way to the airport to come to Edmonton. Ha ha ha. Okay, no more little old ladies, please. Don't act like that's not your plan. It's all in the folder Jared here. Is, it's all in your file. Jared is very offended by my comments. Um, Telling people to strive for more. Yeah, he said 120K is a very comfortable retirement for a family who is happy living frugally. Mm. And then he felt it was needed to say again, actually, 120K is very comfortable for some. Mm-hmm. I agree. To each their own. I'm just saying that $120,000 salary is really tough. If you, if, that was the salary that you had today and you had nothing. You were either needing to go uh, start saving to buy a house or to, you know, find a rental and stuff. What is, okay, if so, if you have a combined family income of 120K and rent shouldn't exceed 30, 30% of your um, income, what would your rent have to be? 
Help me with some math. To be honest, Gabby, I was just reading uh, comments and I didn't catch all of it. Um, I'm trying to figure out who Alexis from Schitt's Creek is. I've never seen Schitt's Creek. Um, I'm assuming it's the mom. And I'm wondering what Schitt's Creek impression I did that I'm not aware of. Okay, so 30% would be 36,000. Oops. Okay, I'm not doing morning math. Let's give it to Jeremy. (laughs) Um. Uh, Answer Jeremy's question. Jeremy asked, was it 1 million after two years or 2 million? It's 1 million after two years. So 50% rate of return from 500 to a million per year. I'm almost getting caught up. I have no clue where you are. I'm scrolling, but I can't find. Oh, I thought you were doing math. No, I said I gave up on math. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, So has... uh, I, I need to know because I'll go through my 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 other math that I got I got here. Um, you have three minutes to do that. It doesn't take me long. Um, what was Jared talking about with my impression? What impression did I do? I have no clue. Uh, you look at the bottom. I'll scroll through, Gabby. You just this, wow. This is a very good conversation today. We need more questions like this every every morning. Um. You at the bottom there? Yeah. Okay. Did he answer? Okay. Uh, 3K, 3K monthly. Yeah, that is a pretty damn luxurious rental, isn't it, Jared? But uh, you ever going to buy a house? Whoa. Okay. Okay. Whoa, whoa. Gab. Gab. Jeez. We're heading into the weekend here. No, that that's what I'm saying, though, is that how are you going to save for, uh, like, that's to start out from that baseline yeah. of now this is your salary and you are starting to have a family you want to buy a house, you need to rent until you can save for it. It's not what it used to be. 120K used to be a really good salary when houses were a lot more affordable, right? You, was, can, you can just barely afford a $400,000 house with the yeah. cost of living right now. We've done the math. You can just barely afford a $400,000 house, which I know in Calgary is not possible anymore. And it is becoming um, a, a, a thing of the past in Edmonton very shortly here. So, yeah, you're 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 right. It is. Um, it will be paycheck to paycheck. One hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year for a family right now is paycheck to paycheck. Unless you are super frugal, which yes, Jared. Yes. Like I know a lot of people who are super frugal and are happy and all of those types yeah. of things. But for this, like I see this discussion and people wanting to turn five hundred thousand dollars into nineteen rental properties, burying them. Or take the those houses and flip you them. You keep saying 19 18. It's driving me bonkers. Sorry, 19 doors. Did I say houses? No, no, no. It's 18. It's nine times two is 18. 18, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I had the nine in my head. Bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> um, that to me doesn't sound like somebody who just wants to live frugally. Like if you want to live frugally and just get to the end of retirement with 120K to sit on for retirement, mm-hmm. then... Why not just get a couple properties and get them paid off? And like, yeah. why are we reaching for the stars right now with that 500000 if you want to just live a happy, frugal, uh, quiet life? Yeah. This is coming from Gabby, who grew up in the mountains. Um, this is so weird. This is so incredibly weird that you are so passionate about this. 
I don't know if you changed in the last 30 minutes or because this is not the Gabby that I know. Um, Gabby has continuously said, and it's on the record in many podcasts, that if I died, she'd just move back to the mountains in with her mom. And I'd be like, what about everything we built? I don't know. I'd like sell it. Sell it. Uh, I don't need a whole heck of a lot. I just want to go and be with my friends. And you would live off of $30 a week in carrot sticks. And you'd be just as happy as a rabbit. Yeah. And yet, you're criticizing people right now. <laughs> I'm not, hey, I'm not criticizing anyone. I am, I, so there's two, there's two sides of Gabby. If we're doing this, if we're investing in real estate and reaching for the stars and going to make a really killer retirement for us and like live the high life, then like, let's fucking go. But I don't need this. I don't mm -hmm. need it. I'm happy with a frugal life in a little house in the mountains. So there's like, do, does that kind of make sense? I'm here. I'm along on your, your, whoa, whoa, whoa. your desire to Our. build something crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm here for the ride. So yeah. like, let's do this. I'm not going to be on the ride and then be like, oh, okay, well, should we really buy this $10 brick of cheese or should we try to milk the cow? <laughs> okay. Back to impressions. What, what was the impression? I got to know. <laughs> this is driving me bonkers. I don't recall doing any impressions. That one right there sounded, yeah, I don't know. Um, I love this conversation and it has to end. Uh, <laughs> you need to, you need to quiet Gabby. Keep her home from school. She's getting out of hand. Um, it, Jared <laughs> says he did not mean to waken the beast of Gabby. Now you, now you understand what it's like during the day working with her. <laughs> um, here's what I got. Okay. Um, I think most people, and someone mentioned this early on, was that you just take that $500,000 and buy five suited houses. Okay. That's, this is, you know, most people here are in Alberta. That is the normal standard cost for a house with a secondary suite, brand new turnkey, um, or newly renovated. Most people in Ontario and BC are investing in Alberta. So that's what, this is the standard, good, best cash flowing property that everybody's talking about right now. Okay. Each year, what do I got here? Where's my numbers? Why is this shit? You'd pay down about $4,000 a year in mortgage pay down on average. Okay. So times your multiply that by your five properties, you got about $20,000 in mortgage pay down. I think Ryan asked about mortgage pay down. So you're looking at about with those five properties, you're going to pay down about $20,000 in mortgage every year. So multiply that by two means that you're going to make about $40,000 in mortgage pay down on those five properties that you bought. Okay. Over the next five years is sorry. Times. What the hell did I do? I don't know, but I, you lost me a while ago. Wait a second. Why did I mess up this math? Son of a gun. <laughs> I wrote it down like an hour ago and now I don't even understand what I was doing. Hang on a second. Should I just end the show before I make an ass myself? Why, why is my math off? <laughs> why did I write it this way? Okay. Anyways. Um, why don't you, why don't you fix your math and post it in the, the poll? 
I had it, but now I just can't read it. I just did scribbles over one minute. Uh, yeah, Sakaya said uh, you pay down about $5,000 a year. It's somewhere around four or $5,000 a year uh, in mortgage pay down on about a $500,000 suited house. So if that's the case, then um, then it'd be $10,000, right, in mortgage pay down um, for the two years uh, because that's amortized over 30 years, right? 10 times five properties, that'd be uh, $50,000 in mortgage pay down, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how much you would, in two years, if you invest that $500,000 into five suited houses, you would make $50,000 in mortgage pay down. Um, I think what I was trying to do was I was looking at it. Oh, now I remember. I was looking at it as on average over 10 years. If you were to keep that property for 10 years, on average, you make just a pinch under 20% return on your money every year. I think that's that's the normal, right? And most people expect that if you invest in real estate on that type of property or any type of property, you should get about a 17 to 18% return on your money, not including cash flow. Okay. So I rounded up and went to 20%. So if that's the case and you invested a hundred thousand dollars into a suited house, then you would get about a twenty thousand dollar return, right? Twenty percent mm-hmm. times two years is forty thousand dollars. For two years times five properties is two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I'm going to be extra generous because we're all in rising markets. I added two percent appreciation for mm-hmm. the next two years because I never, ever, 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 ever include appreciation, but I did today. Mm-hmm. So if you have five hundred thousand dollars property and you got two percent appreciation, that's ten thousand dollars times five properties is fifty thousand dollars. So that means, wow, I can't figure out my math, that it was a $250,000 return over over two two years years. if you bought the properties. You'd have, you would own five properties. You would have $2.5 million worth of assets in your portfolio you would have a net worth of $750,000. Or you can just wait two years for the million and then go buy 10 properties. Can I see mm-hmm. that? That's, that was my thought process, just very, very simply. When I, when I saw this, and this is exactly what you know, Rob there um, said and was thinking in the, in the comments as well on Facebook, that's just... Anytime you can make a 50% return on your money and not have to do anything, that yeah. just makes total just sense. It's If you private lend that money, you're going to make 10 to 12% per year. If you buy rental properties, you're going to make it just a pinch under 20% per year. If you can make 50% per year, guaranteed, Doing no zip. risks, no renovations, no tenants, no bullshit, hell yeah, I'll take that all day. That's if I'm looking at it from an, you know, from an investment perspective. But if you're the type of person that would just rather pay off their mortgage and be debt free and continue to work, then go for it. Yeah. Right. But that's that's you know the question that that Jared brought up was, would you rather? Yeah. Right. And everyone's you know is going to be different, and that's why I love these discussions, mm-hmm. and I love going through the math and what everybody thinks. Um, nobody was wrong here, um, except Jared, according to Gabby. <laughs> no, he wasn't. I'm sorry, Jared. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
but it, it opens up your eyes to possibilities and what you would do with money. And, you know, a lot of people, when they think about real estate investing in the beginning, they think about, I just want to buy properties. I want to pay them off. I just want cash flow, but they never really dive deep into the numbers. And it's kind of hard for us to dive deep into the numbers on the morning show because, well, for starters, I have a hard time with it in the morning, apparently. And I don't have a whiteboard. Um, but I highly encourage you to do like I did in the beginning, in the early days, grab a nice big thick book of paper and a pen and just start running numbers. What if I bought this? What if I bought that? What if I bought townhouses? What if I bought apartments? What if I, what if I bought, yeah, a 10 unit multifamily building, run the math. Everybody just wants to get multifamily, but they'd never run the math. Compare multifamilies to single family dwellings. Do it. I highly encourage it. Don't just listen to some webinar where they told you you can become a millionaire and have 400 units in six years. Do the math. Figure it out. What's your best rate of return? And then also figure out what is that lifestyle going to be like when you have that? Would you rather do less, have a little bit less, but you didn't have to do nearly as much? Or would you rather do more to make more? Because at the end of the day, the reason why you're doing this is for a different quality of life, right? And just make sure that when you get to that point, when you reach your level of success, that you didn't just create a whole lot more work, a, whole, a different job that's that's never going to give you the lifestyle that you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Begin with the end in mind. What is it that you actually want? Focus on that and focus on building a passive income vehicle or business that's going to be the least amount of work and get you to that goal as quickly as possible. Today's Friday. I suppose that means we'll see you tonight on the Friday live training. And then if not, we will see you on Monday morning. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 